to the Be The Light Crown Edition podcast. I'm Hannah Frey, your host and pageant queen extraordinaire. Fun fact, while most people are resistant to change, I'm excited by it. So this podcast is designed to allow me to be the light for others. By sharing my experiences across countless topics where I demolished my fears, prejudice, expectation, and rebuilt brick by brick. My hope is I can encourage you to seek knowledge, implement change, and above all, trust in God. So let's get to it. It's time for some you time. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Be The Light Crown Edition podcast. I am so excited today to talk to you about something that I do quite a bit and that I get a lot of questions about, and that is traveling, okay? And I know that traveling dynamics are super different if you are single, right, or if you're married, or especially, especially if you have kids and even the age groups of your children, okay? And I recognize that I primarily have only experienced traveling from a single perspective with my partner, and then of course, as a mom of little ones. So that's really where I'm going to focus my tips for you. Um, But primarily just want to provide encouragement and help you guys to see that traveling is definitely something that each of us can do and is such a value add to our lives. There is so much about this world to explore and discover. And I want that for you if that is something that you want to explore or enjoy yourself. So kind of diving first into traveling and really talking about where I think my love of travel came from, right? So I, um, good or bad or what have you, traveled a lot as a kid because we moved around a lot, okay? So, I mean, I when I counted at some point, I had lived in like over 15 states, all right? There was even one year where I lived and went to four different schools within one year, okay? So I have traveled a lot. And, and I find that you either let that inhibit you, you let that bring you down and you kind of recluse and, and you know, go into your shell, Or you just find a way to embrace it. Like if we're going to be traveling around a lot and starting new schools and meeting new people, find a way to like it. And so I I genuinely feel that my, my love for travel was kind of born out of that unfortunate circumstance, I suppose, of, you know, having to travel around a lot. So what have you just thought I would share that little tidbit, um, but kind of talking through some of the places that I've lived, right? So starting really young, I actually spent three and a half years living in Italy. Okay. Um, and this was when I was about five to eight and a half. And so traveling and, and living in another country at such a young age, while I don't remember a lot about those specific days and years, I do think that that really helped to build this foundation of different is okay, right? Like the different norms and the cultures and the way that things work in different languages was something that early on I just wasn't, you know, wasn't worried about. I wasn't scared of. Okay. I mentioned that, you know, through after leaving Italy, so through middle school and, and up to high school, moved around to a lot of different states. And then when I was in high school, I had a few big trips as well. So uh, most notably being when my mother and I went to New York City for the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. So that was really cool. And that one sticks out to me because it was the first time that while I did have my mom with me, right, and she's very seasoned and, and well-traveled, that I was kind of old enough to really understand and help with the planning and, and the transportation and, like, understanding how to plan for 
um, nuances that come up or how to get from point A to point B and understanding the differences and how long things are going to take, right? Like a, a city block is different than walking a mile in, at, you know, my small town. So that was just a really great experience in and of itself. I think it was the first time I recall, you know, riding a subway and so on and so forth. So there was that. And then right out of uh, college as well. So actually during college, let me back up a moment. Uh, my mom and I also traveled a bit and, and went on a few cruises. Uh, we went to the Bahamas. Okay. So that was really fun. And then after college, right when I graduated, I actually packed up everything and moved both myself and my fiance, who's now my husband, to St. Vincent and the Grenadines. Okay, so you should look it up on a map. It's about 3,000 miles away from, um, I guess, Columbia, Missouri. And it is independently governed, okay? So they just kind of are doing their own thing down there. Um, it is technically a third world country. So that's, uh, for a lot of reasons, that was obviously the biggest culture shock that I've ever um, been a part of, okay? So just to give you some color into how it's different, like having access to air conditioning on a regular basis, not a thing, okay? Most folks don't even have cars. They rely on these uh, transportation vans. We used to call them the dollar vans because it was $1 EC, Eastern Caribbean, okay, which was about 33 American cents, if I recall. And depending on where you went along the route, because it was an island, so it literally just like looped around the whole island, um, you would get off and that's, you know, they would tell you how, how many dollars it costs to ride. And they did not use seatbelts. They would be like drinking alcohol and driving at the same time, like careening around corners. It was just, it was wild. Um, in terms of stores, there was like one grocery store. Most of the things there were expired. There were no familiar brands. Okay. Um, even like the street vendors, just like very different concepts of like cleanliness. And, uh, yeah, so it's, it's exactly what you would think of, of a third world country while they did have aspects, um, on the other side of the Island, they did have a really beautiful five-star resort that was for like the rich and the famous. We, I actually never even went. Um, it was very expensive even to go for a day pass, but for the most part, very poor. So even that, right. Even understanding that there was a whole different, um, you know, system to navigate with uh, their laws and, and and who they're governed by and immigration. And it was just, that was a really good experience to kind of immerse myself in travel. Okay. So next, kind of the next big trip, so we're obviously skipping around a bit in terms of like what I was doing with my life at the time. Um, but the next big trip would be after Skylar and I got married, we did two weeks in Europe. So it was on our one year wedding anniversary, actually, um, for our anniversary, we went to Vegas for a week and we didn't gamble at all. Fun fact, we <laughs> didn't even spend a dime, um, gambling. We mostly did shows and whatnot, but a year later we went on our two week European cruise, which was awesome. So we flew into Paris and then we uh, did a few days there. We took a night train to Barcelona. Okay. First time I've ever done that. And, uh, then from there we were on the cruise and kind of hopped around Italy and, um, uh, we were able to go to Rome, we did Sicily, and then we ended up um, Palma de Mallorca, and we ended up back in um, Barcelona, and I, I guess we flew out of Barcelona, yeah. So that was crazy. Uh, we've also, Skylar and I, a few years later, went to Iceland by ourselves, okay? Um, and then most recently, we've also been to Canada a few times. Uh, we actually went to Canada with our three-month-old as well, by the way, got him a passport and we drove across the border through Michigan into Canada and did uh, Niagara Falls and, and whatnot. And then uh, most notably recently, I went to Australia, which was the longest travel I've ever done. So 
All that to say, I don't know if I'm lending credibility to how much I know about travel or just kind of explaining all the different types of travel that I've gone through, but it's been a labor of love. Like definitely learned a lot. Some of those trips were harder than others, uh, learned different things from each of those trips, but I want to share a little bit about how I've learned to travel and, and what has gone well when preparing for trips like that. Okay. Especially when you're by yourself or again, traveling with family. So I've got uh, five tips for you on uh, how I learned to travel and how you can too. All right. So first being research before you go, especially in today's day and age. I know this wasn't the case when I was in high school. However, today's day and age, you can find anything and everything on the internet, whether it's um, a blog about somebody else's trip to the same place that you're going to, or whether it's just looking at TripAdvisor um, as honestly underrated. I utilize TripAdvisor all the time, even if it's not going to, it's not going to be my single source of truth, certainly not, but it's definitely going to give you a good idea of the reviews or things to do in the area. So highly, highly recommend that. Facebook groups. Okay. I have been a part of several, especially planning for Disney. Uh, Facebook groups are a huge help. You can find uh, worldwide traveler groups that I know me and a few of my friends are in and you can just post, Hey, I'm going here. Like what recommendations do you have? When Skylar and I went to Napa for a week, that was something that we did was post um, top recommendation requests in those Facebook groups. You can look for them regionally to where you're going. Um, or you can just, you know, join overall um, travel groups. Okay. And of course, lean on family and friends, right? I lean on me, like, feel free to ask if I've been somewhere that you want to go hit me up. Um, but I'm almost certain that you have friends and family within your circles who have been somewhere or know someone who's gone somewhere. And I recognize that having that, that first connection experience and feedback is really valuable. Like I understand it might be hard to hear about it from a stranger. Um, but I, I want to take you back to, um, you know, the tip of just kind of talking through what the worst case scenario is, right? So uh, we'll get more into that um, in a bit. But okay, second thing is having backup plans for like emergency situations. Okay, so do think those things through, especially when traveling internationally. Okay, in the US, we get a little bit comfortable with the fact that well, if my car breaks down, I know what to do. Or if my phone dies, I, you know, you, you kind of know, oh, I can go to this store, I can ask or use a payphone or what have you. And those things are a little bit harder to navigate internationally. Okay, so you do have to be thoughtful. So have a backup plan for your phone, whether that's international data plans that you purchase, whether that's understanding how to use your phone on Wi Fi and connecting to Wi Fi, whether that's getting a SIM card and, and using a SIM card while you're traveling, all viable options. Um, also, just be aware of like technology backups. Okay, so I'll give you a great example. When Skylar and I were in Pisa, all right, so on that two week European cruise I mentioned, we got lost. I felt pretty good about the bus route, okay, and it's a cruise, so we were a little strapped for time. If you're late, guess what? The boat leaves you. They do. They are not waiting for anyone. And so I'm a little stressed out, okay? We, we saw the Leaning Tower of Pisa, and we're trying to get back, and I guess I got a little turned around by the bus routes or what have you, and... Uh, we were in a part of Pisa that no one spoke any English. And you also just can't assume that anywhere you go, people are going to speak your language, okay? So I fortunately had a backup plan. I had already downloaded on my phone, which I did have a data plan on for traveling internationally, to utilize a translation app. So I could type in a question and it'll translate it out loud in Italian. And then hopefully a bystander would, would be willing to help. And in this case, they did. So that like 
totally saved our butt. Um, you can you can do your best if you loosely speak the language. So in Barcelona, I, I know just enough Spanish to squeak through in an emergency situation. Um, I can say, help me, ayudame, right? Like whatever I need to do. Um, like it's the mar is the sea, right? So I was able to be like, help me, where do we get to the ocean? Where a cruise ship is at, right? Uh, so so anyway, uh, think, think through those things. Maybe even learn or write down a few common phrases in the language that you're traveling to and keep them in, in your pocket, all right? Okay, next. Try not to be so overwhelmed with there are going to be, there's going to be more things for you to do than you're going to fit in. So just accept that. What I would say is pick your key top things that you need to do, whether it's because it required a reservation or it's like, it's the must do for the trip and then let the rest be organic. I'm telling you that some of the best memories I have with traveling come from just completely unplanned things. I'll give you a great example. My best friend, Shelby Kennison and I went to uh, Texas, Fredericksburg, Fredericksville, Fredericksburg, I think that's right. Uh, for a girl's trip, it's a wine country, which is beautiful out there. And uh, when we flew into uh, Austin, we, um, I want to say it was Austin. Yeah. So we, we flew in and uh, we got a hotel because um, we were going to go to the Airbnb in Fredericksburg the, the next day. And we woke up and um, we were waiting on the rental car. So we're like, oh, let's get some breakfast. And, and we just, we didn't have plans, right? I just kind of looked up on the map, uh, TripAdvisor or even Google Maps. Oh, such an underrated. If you're using Apple Maps, Get rid of that stupid thing. It is garbage compared to Google Maps. Gar Google Maps can give you restaurants in your area. They can give you local transportation instructions. Okay, we just used that when we were in New York, knowing how to take what lines to where when they come. Just a lifesaver. Okay, anyway, I digress. Uh, so we woke up and we just we just looked and, oh, what's nearby? And we found this delightful little coffee shop and breakfast taco place that was, they were in the same vicinity. And we sat outside. It was a beautiful morning. We drank our coffee and had our breakfast tacos. And we just, we both agreed that like it was some of the best food we had on the trip. Okay. And that was just an organic experience that we had while waiting for the rental car and waiting to get on the road to our Airbnb. So let things be organic. Just pick your top things and let the, let the rest roll. Okay. So uh, the next thing, uh, which I mentioned a little bit about paper already, but have hard copies, like paper copies of your maps and your reservations. Don't be like us and have a situation where you break your phone or worst case when um, I was in Mexico recently with my girlfriends and for our celebrating our 30th birthday trip, which that was such a fun trip. Uh, it was a freak thing where Skylar was like wanting to update his phone number uh, from a, he still had a Missouri number and wanted a local Mississippi number. No problem. Okay. And Verizon totally messed up the whole thing and they disconnected our phones, like both of our phones and they were not functioning. Okay. So I'm telling you these freak things do happen. So have hard copies of maps and reservations in case you can't access the internet or your phone breaks or worst case gets stolen. Okay. We actually, the same trip in Pisa where we had to ask for directions, someone tried to mug us on the, on the bus. And luckily we did have our, our phone and our money in a lanyard under our clothes. But what if we had lost our phone, right? Like I might not have been able to even do the translation. So having stuff written down would have been really helpful in that situation. Okay. So Tip and trick there. Last thing I would say is have an emergency plan for what ifs, um, worst case scenarios, okay? So when we were in Rome, Skylar and I, I think he had to use the restroom or something. And so um, he went in, oh no, we had left our water, um, our water um, camel, our camel back. 
it, because you can't bring water into Rome, fun fact. So uh, we had left our camelback and he went to get it and we got separated, okay? And the Colosseum, this is at the Colosseum. The Colosseum is huge, y'all. If you don't know, you cannot walk the whole thing and see someone on the other side. I mean, it is like a full-blown city. I mean, it's huge, okay? So I come out one way, he's on the other way. And, and apparently we were like doing this. We were like, following one another, but not meeting up. He didn't have a working phone. I was the only one with a working phone and we did not have a plan for if we get separated, where do we meet up? And thankfully, and again, we were like minutes from needing to catch the bus to go back to the cruise ship. Otherwise we were going to be left. So fortunately he stood up on a rock and I like made the loop one more time and we found each other and we're reunited, but we, we should have had a plan, right? For if we get separated, where do we go? What do we do? And I just highly recommend that, especially with kids. We had this conversation with our children when we went to Disney, you find another mommy. Okay. And, uh, and of course, Disney's great at reuniting kids and parents because it happens a lot, but just to say, have an emergency plan. Okay, so we are ready to move into our find the light and be the light segments. So I just want to give some encouragement and some tips for how y'all can really start to add travel more into your lifestyle if that's something that you're interested in. And again, I just really highly encourage traveling, especially with family and experiencing new things. It doesn't have to be scary. And I want to give you that encouragement and let's go ahead and get started. Okay, so first of all, um, I want to preface with while traveling can be scary, right? And I think a lot of what holds us back is the unknown. I want you to to do the same exercise that I've talked about in previous episodes, which is listing out what is the worst case scenario, okay? A good example is if you're worried about uh, like a connecting flight or you're worried about, I've, I haven't tried this restaurant before. Okay, worst case scenario, you don't like the food that you eat and you waste 30 bucks on your entree. In the grand scheme of the world, not that big of a deal. Okay. And think about the potential upside, right? The upside is, wow, I tried something new that I love and I can't wait to try it again some other time. Or now I know that's something I don't enjoy and I can cross it off my bucket list. Okay. It's all about perspective. Say you miss your flight. Okay. That's terrible. However, the, the airline's going to help me get rebooked or worst case, I might have to shovel out another couple hundred bucks and then look to get reimbursed. Or maybe if that's something that you're not able to just come to terms with, then buy the travel insurance, okay? There are ways to mitigate a lot of the risk and the concerns that you have. Something that used to really grip me in terms of anxiety was traveling with kids in particular. Well, what if they cry the whole time? Or what if we have to leave early? And and I just had to really sit down and decide, okay, say they cry. I have tools in my toolkit for, for helping them through that. Or maybe we have to step outside. Or maybe we don't get to enjoy 12 hours at Disney, which did not happen, by the way. We had lots of meltdowns, especially at Magic Kingdom. And maybe we have to leave early. And so, you know, we don't get to maximize our the money we spent on our ticket. And those were just things that I came to grips with and was like, okay, that's that's something I'm, I'm, I'm willing to do. Okay. So, so there's that. That's a preface. All right. So you get an extra bonus tip there. Uh, but the first thing is list the top three places that you want to visit. And if you want to start small, start small. Maybe it's someplace in your state. To be completely honest with you, one of the top places, uh, actually the top two places that Skylar and I want to visit next 
or within a five hour uh, radius or within our state. So we want to go to Biloxi, Mississippi. We've never been, we live in Mississippi and we're thinking of going to the beach there for Everett's birthday. And we also want to spend some time outside of um, Atlanta, Georgia. There's um, a cute little town that we want to visit there. And so it doesn't have to be big and grand and sure, you know, we, we want to go to Costa Rica next year. And we've actually uh, just booked, uh, not the airfare, but booked the, the resort, which we're really excited about. Um, but it doesn't have to be big. So just, just list the top three places. And that's going to start to get your, your brain, um, thinking about it and, and giving you those thoughts to, to move into the next phase, which would be, okay, setting aside time to research or look through uh, this vacation for about an hour a week. Okay, we're already spending time scrolling on our phones. Don't act like you aren't. Um, the funny thing about social uh, algorithms is if you start looking at things, it'll start to feed you more, whether that's on Pinterest or Instagram or Facebook or whatever. So uh, just start to research that, whether you go on TripAdvisor. I love to go on TripAdvisor and create trips you can actually invite people to that as well. So that's something that my friend Shelby and I did is we both were adding things to do and, and look at for our trip to Texas. And it's such a great way to just start to get comfortable with the idea of what do they have to offer? Where are things at? I love to, while I have TripAdvisor up, pull up Google Maps and just kind of plot things on a map. We did this when we went to Louisiana. Okay. When we went to New Orleans, Skylar and I were going for a really quick weekend trip. So we really had to maximize the time that we were there. And essentially we just, um, we're looking at, okay, we want to go to Bourbon Street and we want to go to this museum. And we plotted it out. So we knew at what points we could do everything in that day. What was the time to walk? Were there things along the way? So we weren't like bouncing around. Okay. And it took time. And that's fine. Give yourself that time and that space to research. All right. Lastly, pick a date and just add it to the calendar. This is something that Skylar and I just did. We uh, didn't get to go international this year, which we normally take an international trip together every other year. The pandemic messed stuff up, but we had a baby that messed stuff up. Getting a, you know, a sitter is a little bit hard for us. Uh, we just don't have a ton of family who are just jumping at the at the bit to let us go on a vacation and watch our kids for us. So unfortunately, we had to kind of bribe um, my mother, like bless her to uh, watch the kids next year. And so we are going to Costa Rica in October of uh, next year. Oh, that's not true. I think it's over actually our wedding anniversary. Oh, it is. So uh, end of August, early September of next year. So almost a year and a half away. But you know what, we picked a date, we added it to the calendar. And now I have tons of time to research the you know hotel that we're staying at and if we want to do any trips and looking at airfare and, and what have you okay just pick a date and add it to the calendar and commit to that all right last piece is being the light so i've just got two tips for you today uh first what is the favorite your favorite place that you've been to and why I want you to think through that because it'll help you to visualize what trips in the future you might want to take, right? Disney was not my favorite trip. Okay, I don't regret that trip, but was it my favorite trip? No, it was hard, right? It was really hard with the kids and it wasn't relaxing. One of the favorite trips that I took uh, most recently was the trip to Mexico with my girlfriends for our 30th birthday. And I wanted to replicate that with my husband and have that experience, which is why we picked an all-inclusive, really uh, romantic, um, all-inclusive all resort in Costa Rica. Okay. So just want you to think through that and let that be the inspiration for planning future trips. Okay. Lastly, what holds you back from traveling more? 
anytime that we can articulate the why behind things, it helps us to work through that. I know for me, what holds us back, okay, time, money, resources, right? A lot of the same things that we struggle with every day. However, if it's money, okay, then plan the trip for two years out and let that be something we really look forward to. And then you've got plenty of time to kind of squirrel away money for that. Or if it's resources, okay, again, looking, maybe you just need to have an honest conversation with grandparents about, hey, if we did, if you did this for us, we could do this for you. Or would you be open to having one week every two years where we can go on vacation and just be honest about those requests? They might not respond or they may not agree to it, which in our case is, is kind of what happened. But um but then you also may get a, a really positive response, which also in our case is, um, has been really helpful. So um, just just ask, ask for help and um, be honest with yourself and start to articulate what might be holding you back. That way you can decide how to overcome those obstacles and get on the road more. And, and again, we, we have a Class C motorhome. We love to drive with our kids. Something that really held me back from traveling is I... My kids are terrible in the car. I don't enjoy long car road trips. It's hard on my hips, on my back. The kids aren't great. And so we just decided to invest in a motorhome that we could drive while the kids are in the back and able to stretch out a bit more. And that allows us to to do more trips, right? Because we just really value travel as a family. It's something that we stick to. And so even this last weekend, we just, there's a fly in here. <laughs> I was like, what is that? Um, anyway, this past weekend, we went to Silver Dollar City and we were able to take our motor home and it was a little bit of a longer trip and we spent a little bit more in gas, right? But we also save in hotels and it's just comforting for us and overall it's worth the investment. So just some things to share there. Uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap up as always, love talking about things that uh, bring me joy. And um, again, you know, traveling overall is going to be really great for one's mental health. It also definitely shows some discipline. And uh, I just really think it should be a part of everyone's uh, everyone's daily life in, in some way or another. So I, I hope this was encouraging. I hope you learned a lot about travel. We're going to go ahead and close in prayer and move on to the next episode. Dear God, thank you again for this opportunity to share one of my absolute favorite hobbies and things that I love to share with friends and family, and that is traveling. I am so grateful for all of the beautiful and wonderful and unique places that you have put on this earth, and I know that um, it is such an, a blessing and a privilege to be able to travel and afford to see those things that you have created, Lord. I just thank you uh, for the opportunity to share some tips and tricks on how others might be able to prioritize travel and exploring this wonderful world that you have created and given to us, Lord. I ask that you watch over everyone as they start to think through uh, future trips. I pray that they have peace and a discernment when deciding how and when they want to travel with their families. And God, I hope that you continue to watch over myself and my family as we continue to travel with, um, with one another as well. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much again for listening and we'll see you next time.